Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Sandy. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. It's going to be a dynamite year for all of us, I hope. Something feels fresh and hopeful about this first month of 2022. And I'm not one of those people who makes resolutions as a rule, but there's something just kind of in the air that says, let's take a look at things and really make our life the way we want it to be right now. And that just feels so empowering. Indeed, it is. Because it says that you can be who you want to be and do what you want to do, which is what we're talking about today, (laughs) is who are you? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's a huge question. And I think (laughs) when we hear who are you, we automatically get a picture in our head of what makes me, what makes you. But choosing what you want to focus on and what parts of yourself you want to grow and enhance and what maybe parts you want to maybe minimize, (laughs) Uh that's a really big process. And so we're going to talk about a little bit about that today. I love it. We are. And it's so exciting and it's perfect for the beginning of the year, like you said, because we all have the opportunity to be whoever we want to be. It's interesting because a lot of us define ourselves as we were defined when we were really small. At some point when we were very young, we were told, you're a boy or you're a girl and boys do this and girls do that. You're smart or you're slow, you're a lot of fun and sweet, or you're a pain in the neck, or whatever. And when we're really young, we just grow up identifying with that and believe it. Yeah, and now more than ever, those labels just don't fit. Not at all. And the beautiful thing is that we have the power, once we get old enough to realize that we have the power, and we're in a living situation where it's safe to exert that power, we can choose whoever we are. We can choose our gender. We can choose our profession. We can choose our hobbies. We can identify with whatever we want to identify with to answer the question, who am I? And it doesn't have to be other people's labels. Yeah, it was interesting. We were chatting before we started recording this morning about being at parties and having people say, hey, I'm so-and-so, you know, who are you? And how that conversation kind of takes a predictable course most of the time. Right. So many people use a job label. You know, I'm an architect or I'm a counselor or I work at the gas station or they instantly go to their job Mm -hmm. when they define themselves. That is a small part of what you do. It may be who you are. As I've mentioned, my husband is an architect, and he was born to be an architect. He is fascinated by details. He loves how things go together. He really appreciates beautiful things and the way things flow. And 
he was fortunate enough to have those qualities and then find a job that allowed him to utilize those. Yes. And that's very lucky. But lots and lots of people are not able to do that. And instead of looking at what do I love, what makes my heart sing, what makes me smile, that's who I am. I love the ocean. I am fascinated by trees, all those things. Instead, they say, I'm a clerk at Fred Meyer. Mm -hmm. And that's not who they are. We need those boxes because as humans, part of our evolution is to assess people and situations quickly. And so we need those boxes at a very base level just so we can assess, is that a threat? Is that not a threat? But then any point beyond that, it becomes very limiting. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I have been in situations where I've met people and they don't start off by saying, I'm an attorney. You know, I'm on this board or that board. They start out by saying maybe what one of their hobbies are, or they define themselves as a parent or a spouse first. And it is kind of jarring because you sort of have to rearrange the spot in your brain for that person, which is great because then from there on out, you kind of see them a little bit differently than you do everybody else you met that day. But at first, you can feel how the expectation is, what's your box, you know? And then if you decide you don't want to be in that box, well, then everybody else kind of has to make room for you somewhere else. <laughs> but it's so beautiful when you break out of the box. Oh, yeah. Because then people really get to know who you are. And in order to be able to do that, you have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. If you just only live in the box, then you may not be clear about who you are and what makes you happy and how you want to claim your power. Yes. And you can't claim your power if you don't know who you are. So how do we get from that point in our life where we're told who we are to the point in our life where we decide who we are? When you're an adolescent, somewhere between 12 and 18 or 20, usually, according to the psychology world, there's a stage called separation and individuation, which is a fancy way of saying that you pull away from all the things you were taught and start seeing what really fits for the person you want to be. And then you reincorporate that into the individual that you would like to move ahead as as an adult. And that's why adolescence is such a difficult time because you're not in that happy little bubble that you were raised in with believing this is the way things are. You're becoming aware of what's going on around you and how you fit or don't fit. And you start looking at the whole thing of how do I define myself? And is it the way that people that I live with define me or my friends define me? And this is why adolescents 
are pretty attached to their social media because they are looking outside themselves and outside their families and what they're used to to learn about what their peers are doing and their peers are thinking. And then they adopt that because they think, well, I'm 17 and that beautiful woman on TikTok is 17, so I should look like her. Well, maybe not. Maybe you're just fine the way you are. Mm -hmm. But it's a difficult time and it's a process and it's a long hard emotional <laughs> process that hopefully we all go through because on the other side is the dynamite adult that you're going to be. So that's an actual conversation you can have with yourself when you get to be a certain age. I mean, you can have it at any age, but there does come a point when you're living right. on your own, you're not in the family bubble that you talked about, and you're starting to make your own choices. And at this point, you can start looking at where you came from, the values you were given, the labels you were given, and see if they work for right. you now. And there are a lot that hopefully still do. We've talked about shoulds, which are those values, some of them are. And yeah, be reliable, be responsible, be trustworthy, pay your bills, be friendly, be kind. Those are probably values you were taught. And I hope that you keep them because it will make you a really strong, powerful human being. But there are others. This is a time when a lot of people reevaluate their religion or their gender or all kinds of things that they were told they are that maybe they're not. And the important thing is to be able to give yourself permission and space to do that and love yourself in the process. It's also the point at which some people look back at their family life and maybe they weren't given those values. Maybe the values in their family, you know, were not nice to the people that we live with and we aren't reliable right. and maybe alcohol is a really big deal or we hit each other and then you can say, right. that is not who I want to be and I need to find a way to incorporate new values and actions into my life and maybe separate from where I came from. I've watched a couple of friends in my 20s especially say, I've tried everything I can to have a quality relationship with the people who raised me. I'm out of moves. They're not responding. Right. They will not change. And it is not good for me to be there. I cannot be the person I want to be if they are in my life. Yes. And that's a really hard thing to have to come to terms with, but it's also incredibly important for you to be who you are and move ahead as the strong, powerful adult you want to be. You have to often move away from what was a negative situation. And if it means cutting somebody out of your life, that needs to happen. And it's important to give yourself permission to do that. It's hard. It's incredibly mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called separation and individuation. It's because you separate from what was and individuate, which means you become the individual you want to be. So how do you start that process? You say to yourself, you know, I'm not gelling the way I wanted to gel. <laughs> I'm not presenting the person <laughs> to the world that I feel like I could be or that I want to be, but I'm not even really sure what that is. I've had that conversation recently with somebody who's gone through some really big changes over the past five or six years. 
and had kids and got married and kind of lost themselves in the process. And in saying, yes. well, just, you know, find time to do the things you want to do. And that person would say, I'm not even really sure what that is anymore. Like, I don't know how to define yes. me anymore. Exactly. And it's so easy to lose yourself in labels and responsibilities, especially a demanding job or parenthood or being in a particular kind of relationship. And you have to remember that you are not the label. A lot of people who have worked a job for 40 years and then retire are totally lost. Mm -hmm. because they identified with their job and everything and everybody they knew was at their job. And their line when they were at a party was, yes, I'm a CPA. Well, you're not a CPA anymore. You're still really good with numbers. You're still really smart, but you don't have that label. So it's important to get really deep down inside and notice what makes you happy. That's hard. Not the label. If you loved your job, great, and you're not doing your job anymore. What about your job did you love? Well, there were really nice people there. I liked them. You can keep them in your life. You don't have to see them every day at work. Or I love challenging my brain. I love that I was able to help people. All those kinds of things. Look at what it was about the label that you loved and find ways to do that in a different label if you need a label in other ways. That's interesting. I've been out of broadcasting. My last day was in 2009. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. And <laughs> this is great doing the podcast with you because now I'm kind of back in broadcasting which is really nice and feels right. like I kind of yeah. returned home a little bit. But since then, I've had some yeah. really great careers and I have a great job right now with, that I really enjoy with people who I love. But when I define myself mm -hmm. to people, it usually starts with longtime broadcaster. Even though yeah. I don't want to go back yeah. to that job, I realize mm -hmm. now that I enjoyed being part of that world and I enjoyed being good in that world. And I think I just haven't found something yeah. else that people associate with me like they associated broadcasting. And so that's been right. the hardest part about leaving, which I didn't anticipate before I left. I just couldn't wait to get out. It was getting really stressful. It wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> and then I left and then I went, oh, but now right. what? And I still haven't. It's been 13 yes. years and I still haven't found that next label for myself. And maybe I don't need one. Hmm. Yeah. You still have all the skills, all the talents. And the nice thing is you don't have the stress of doing news every day. People. When you're doing news, you're in people's homes mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. and they feel like they know you and you don't have that anymore. And I don't know if you miss that or not. I know people still miss you. <laughs> some people do, but some people are, I mean, <laughs> a lot of kids grew up in the past 13 years and they don't recognize me the way a lot of other people in the community do. And there's right. a very interesting combination of feelings that goes along with that. Part of it is really liberating because when you're really well known mm -hmm. in a small community like this, eyes are on you all the time. But on the other hand, there's a right. little bit of loss. They're like, oh, they don't know or care. Oh, huge loss. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a double-edged sword. Part of it is really fun and part of it's a bit uncomfortable, but it was your life for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So 
it's a part of who you are. And all of those memories are part of who you are. And your skills that you use to do that job are part of who you are. And just because you don't have the label on your head anymore doesn't mean that's not you. Yes. And I go through that conversation every time I have that weird feeling of, oh, they don't recognize. And then there's a part of my brain that says, you don't need that person to validate who you are or were. They can't take any of that away from you. I did that job. I interviewed those people. I lived that world. And just because they don't know it doesn't mean it didn't exist. Oh, absolutely. And what it did was make you a stronger, better, more powerful you Mm -hmm. as you move ahead. If you hadn't had that experience, you wouldn't be who you are today. Have you had to go through that? Oh, wow. (laughs) I never knew what I wanted to do. Totally opposite from my husband. I never had a clue. I didn't have any <laughs> skills that were outstanding. I, I didn't. I didn't have anything. I was nice. I was friendly. I was fun. But I wasn't outstanding in anything. And as I became an adult, I realized that I really care about people. Yes. That's my passion and helping people and helping them be the best they can be. And then the question was, okay, so how do I do that and make it a job where I can make a living? And then that led me to psychology and counseling and coaching and now podcasting and all these things. But it was an evolution. It was a process starting with, wow, what makes me happy? What is fun. And then I took that and found niches to fit into so where I could do that. And we're still doing it. You're still broadcasting (laughs) and I'm still helping people. (laughs) But we just have different labels and different perceptions from other people about who we are and what we're doing. But we know who we are. What you're doing meets your need and what I'm doing meets my need. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want for all of our listeners is to be aware that you have the power to define who you are and it will evolve. It will change. Sadly, I know a lot of women whose husbands have passed away in the last year and They were married for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and they identified as wife. Yes. And all the things, and and being part of a couple, and how you function in the world like that. And now they're all having to navigate, okay, wow, unfortunately, he's gone, although he's still in my heart, and I take him with me everywhere, but I have to figure out how to move ahead as an individual, not part of a couple. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge shift. Very much so. And a huge challenge to who am I? I've impressed watching these women. They are all doing a great job of getting in touch with themselves and moving ahead as a single person, taking their former partner with them in their heart and in everything they do. And evolving. Evolving. When I got married, I say, I remember like it was decades ago. It was not, it was six years ago. When I got married and (laughs) went to 
change my name legally. My husband advocated for uh-huh. me to keep my name. And at the time, I felt a little kind of just like, wait, don't you want me to take your name? And he was like, yeah, I would love it. But yeah. that's not how people know you. Like if you give up your last name, I think you're going to feel lost because we got married so late in life. And he was absolutely right. What a wise man. Really aware wow. of him <laughs> to say, no, that's that's mm-hmm. who you are in this town and have been for yeah. you know decades. Yeah, I would love it if you had my name, right. but I think you're going to feel bereft if you do. And that was really a wow. gift he gave me that at the time I didn't understand fully. Yeah, but he was right. He was right. Very perceptive. Mm-hmm. And it is part of who you are. Yes. So, so how do we get there? Okay, well, what you do is you look at how you define yourself and where that came from, see which parts still fit the adult you now are and which parts don't. Give yourself permission to change whatever does not resonate with who you want to be now. Learn to love and appreciate the person you are. Be gentle with yourself Mm. always and claim your personal power and live your life the way you want it to be. It sounds so simple. (laughs) It's very rewarding and it's how you claim your personal power. First, you have to know who you are and then you take that person and move ahead and create the dynamite life you want. I think it's crucial to say this is not an afternoon project. I mean, I suppose there's somebody out there who could say, today I will define who I am and then spend an hour writing in their journal and maybe a couple (laughs) minutes staring into space and then come out of it by 5 p.m. knowing exactly who they are and how they're moving forward. Like this is supposed to be a process that can take a while. And sometimes being in that stream strange, undefined place is really freeing. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to live there for a bit. Yes, absolutely. You live there as long as you want to. As long as it's working for you, you can spend your life there. Yeah. But if you start to notice you're anxious or feeling unfulfilled or unhappy, then is the time to look around and figure out how to move ahead in a different way. I like that. And it's a process. We are always defining ourselves. It's not like we just figure out who we are and then that's it. Things happen to change us. We learn new things. We get new perspectives and we grow. And the process is what it's all about and being gentle with yourself as you move ahead through it. Oh, that's so key. We want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life or topics you'd like us to address in future episodes. And we would love for you to review our podcast. Visit yourpersonalpowerpod.com, click contact and drop us an email. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, find your power and change your life.